The enigmatic God number, the fine structure constant in the Great Pyramid, so intriguing and mysterious. But first, a quick look at something I'm working on. You can see the Great Pyramid surrounded by these uh, cylinders here. And uh, so the sun rises uh, in the east there, and uh, the angle of refraction using the Great Pyramid as a prism, which it is, goes to Hemiunu's tomb exactly uh, geographically in distance. The architect of the Great Pyramid. Very interesting. That's a teaser, so stay tuned for that. So Alan Green has shown that all the major constants are embedded in the Great Pyramid. Brune's constant, Euler-Mascioni, the Euler constant, square root of 3, square root of 5, 5, pi, and the enigmatic fine structure constant. Let's listen to Alan. Immediately you would like to know where this number for a coupling comes from. Is it related to pi or perhaps to the base of natural logarithms? Nobody knows. It's one of the great damn mysteries of physics, a magic number that comes to us with no understanding by man. You might say the hand of God wrote that number and we don't know how he put it. But now going back to the pyramid, you saw how I took just basically the basic proportions, not cherry picking at all, just, oh, you know, the base is 440, the height is 280 cubits, and everything else follows from that given. I mean, everything else is literally inherent in those two basic numbers. And so I wondered, is the fine structure constant in the pyramid? as well as those other constants that I've seen on the cover of the sonnets. It turns out to be this simple, height and diagonal divided by the side slope and twice the base gives you the fine structure constant to 99.9998% accuracy. What? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. What? How can that be? Well, yes, how can that be? But uh, actually, uh, it isn't exactly. Okay. So uh, I checked Alan's math here and, uh, you know, just dividing those different lines in the Great Pyramid, like he said. And so I came up with 0.729, like you can see there. Well, the problem is to get to the fine structure constant, there's two zeros in front of that seven. So you have to multiply what Alan showed by 1 over 100. Now, he didn't say that he's not hiding that. You know, you if you look at numbers as dimensionless, you can say 0.1 is the same as 100 in the sense you can move the decimal point and it's the, 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 the raw number still the same. But to be honest, though, Alan, it is uh, not the fine structure constant. It's the it's 1 100th of the fine structure constant. So if you want a pyramid that's got true alpha, the, the measurement, the fine structure constant, it needs to be 1 100th the size of the Great Pyramid. Okay, that's that's what's embedded in there. Okay, so we've got to make this into that. Okay, shrink it down to one one hundredth. All right. So um, when we do that, the the one one hundredth pyramid is, you know, it'd be levitating up at the top because it wouldn't be big enough to sit down in the pyramid. It would it would be the wrong size. So you have to move it up, and thus you got a levitating top. Very interesting. Okay. I was wondering if this 100th pyramid might be equal to the missing capstone. I first wondered that it would be equal to the, the pyramidian uh, that would be on the top, but it's smaller. Okay, so you know that the uh, that pyramidian would be smaller than the actual capstone, so it would, in a sense, be levitating. That means designer is getting us to think about rising. 
about resurrection. Okay, that's what, you know, all this mummy stuff is about, getting ready for the next life. We're going to rise from the dead. Because the 100th pyramid would be levitating above the current Great Pyramid's top, okay? So and what's interesting is that uh, there's a, a firm ready to do this. They're going to put this in a major art museum. They've made a life-size model of what the pyramiding would be, and it's going to be levitating. It's going to be initially as an art exhibit, okay? So a thing that encouraged me to make this video is a synchronicity or a coincidence, which I don't believe in, or providence, okay? The hand of the Alpha and the Omega is working here. Because uh, yesterday, a couple things happened. First of all, I decided to check out Alan Green on the fine structure constant. I don't know why, I just was led to do that. And also was led yesterday to put this picture on my desktop of my computer because of this thing about the the artist that's gonna, that's making it's a levitating pyramidy into the Great Pyramid, and they're doing crowdfunding for it right now. I had no idea that these two would be connected. I really didn't, okay? And that heightens the sense that I want to turn this into a video. It's not only do I see this, but now it's like Providence is saying, yeah, get this going, okay? And to add to that, uh, Robert Grant called me at the same time, and I shared with him, you know, what I was doing, explained to him the 1 100th alpha and the smaller pyramid that it calls for, okay? And uh, so... Uh, this is a chart I made. So, so after I told him the 100th was smaller than the missing pyramid in the Great Pyramid, he wanted to calculate the size of the actual pyramidion. Okay, so uh, that would be that blue there because it's bigger than the alpha uh, pyramid that would yield alpha, the alpha constant in the Great Pyramid. All right. So uh, Robert uses these right triangle calculators a lot, and uh, he and I both independently... Uh, solve that. I made I made a drawing or a chart of all 203 of the Great Pyramid courses and their heights above ground level. So there it is. You can see you've got them all, you know, different levels. There are different things about them. And so here's a chart with uh, uh, William Flinders, Flinders Petrie's height of each one of the Great Pyramid courses. So the top course, the 203rd, you know, corresponds with that height over there. And so I knew that the missing capstone would be 16 royal cubits based on these numbers. I knew that. And I knew simply by saying if you're going to take 100th of a 280 a royal cubit pyramid, which is the Great Pyramid, its height is 280, then a 1 100th is going to be 2.8 cubits. So you can see the, the, the 1 100th pyramid called for by Alpha in the Great Pyramid is smaller than the actual pyramidion. Okay, so meaning. Let's get at the meaning here. Now first, before I talk about the fine structure constant, let's look at pi. Most people understand pi. They had it in high school. You know that pi is 3.14159. You, you, you know that it's a universal constant. And you know that it relates two things, okay? So pi relates a line and a circle, okay? Like that. Th those are the two things. The, the, uh, there's the formula for the finding the circumference. So you, the line is a diameter. So if you take the line through the circle uh, and you multiply it by pi, you have the circumference. So pi relates those two things. Now, I do think there's an esoteric meaning there, as I've talked about before. A line is a teaching. Hey, he's got a good line. You know, and the, the, the psalmist uses line as a teaching, okay? And so a teaching can lead to a circle's a symbol of eternity. So a teaching can lead to eternity. So, so there's that. So, so now that we've got that, that concept sort of leading to resurrection or, or eternal life, let's 
plug this into the fine structure constant. Okay, so oh, this is scary. You know, like don't don't get you know turned away. I'm just going to give the basic idea. The fine structure constant relates two things. Uh, you can understand this electrons. Most of you understand that. You know, uh, and then also a photon, which is uh, you know, is it a wave? Is it is it a particle? But photons are what light travels on. Okay, so it, so those two things. So electrons, that's matter. Protons, neutrons, electrons, that's matter. And photons, that's light. Okay, so symbolically what I'm seeing is this is flesh, that's matter, and light is spirit. So Alan Green says that there's something, this fine structure constant has something to do with that, you know, manifesting the flesh but into the spirit. So again, this has to do with the idea of resurrection. Wow, okay. So the alpha and omega that I found in the Great Pyramid, which I'm looking forward to uh, documenting more, when Robert Grant and I both hold independent tours in October, um, you know, I'm going to get a chance to go back and, and look at this. So, so if you want to go to Egypt, go with Robert Grant, go with me. We're both holding tours in October about the same time. But when I go document this alpha and omega, you know, I, I want to find out some more things about it. But one thing is plain. It's got an alpha there. You can see that A. That's pretty. And the omega, you can see around it there. And then there's this uh, inverted alpha. It's like a, it looks like a V, and it goes right through the middle of them. Well, that channels for me. That makes me think of the letters that are at the entrance to the Great Pyramid, because if you follow this channel, you know that's my family name. They're pronounced Dubar. That's my family name. And so that V is reminiscent of that. So what you have here is the Alpha and the Omega with Devere, which means, Alan Green says, the Holy of Holies. It's the Word. And so these images seem to be saying that the Word, the Great Pyramid, there's a way to eternity, eternal life. Hang on. And so to be continued, I'm going to continue talking about the fine structure constant as we look at the space inside the King's Chamber. Stay tuned for that one. And uh, get the information below in the description about the tour to Egypt in October. There's plenty of spaces. Egypt is open. They made it easy for Americans to get in with a lot of, a lot of hassle. So come 